All right. Well, today's Wednesday. So we have a great portion of Chapter 43. In Chapter 41 and in Chapter 42, both chapters were developing the basic, foundational, simple, basic, constant fear of God. Now we're graduating. In Chapter 43, we're ascending to four higher levels of emotion. We're going to speak about uh, what's called the lower fear, but it's higher than the basic fear of 41 and 42. It's sort of like the upper edge of a lower fear. You know, like within lower fear, it's a higher level. Then higher than that, there's a lower love. Then ascending even higher, there's a higher love. And ascending even higher is a higher, I'm sorry, I just said it wrong. Upper edge, lower fear, lower love, upper fear, and upper love. So I will basically do it in order of the chapter. That overview was not in order of what we just, what we read, but that was just to sort of structure it. So the first thing the Rebbe discusses at length is the lower fear, meaning I'll call it level two lower fear, not the lower fear that we discussed in chapter 41 and 42. That was the most basic, 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 God is watching me. He's looking at every step. He's looking at my heart. He's looking at my intestines. He's looking at my brain. What am I doing with my life? He's watching me. I have to be accountable to him. I have to validate this whole world that he's creating for me. He's waiting for me to make something happen in his world. That was chapter 41 and 42. Now we're going higher. So it's still a lower fear. Why are we calling this a lower fear? Because I'm still thinking of creation. So it's still lower. It's still within creation, within physicality. But it's the upper edge of that because I'm thinking of God because of creation. Meaning in the lowest fear, I'm thinking of me. He's watching me. Here, I'm thinking of the vastness and the majesty and the enormity of creation. And from all those thoughts of creation, I think of the creator. I recognize that everything I'm looking at, this might be reminiscent of some of the ideas we discussed two days ago in Tanya, but it's taking it on a higher level. All of the vastness of creation, of the majesty of creation, of the seeming almost infinity of creation, those are just the garments of the king of God. He's within those garments. He's giving life to those garments. He's a creator. That's all just creation. So this is a very easy fear to access, this level two lower fear, because it's talking about very concrete things, my world around me, and it's talking about me finding awesomeness in the world around me, and then it's introspecting and thinking, well, this is creation. Imagine the creator that created all this. Wow. So I'm finding a place of nullification of myself to God because of my awe of him as a creator of all of the majestic creation. Now, what does that lead me to do? It leads me to be subservient to him, which is expressed in Tyra and Mitzvah. So I think of creation. Creation could be on, on any, any I'm, what's that again? Physical creation. And I'm just thinking, or it could, it could even be on spiritual levels of creation as well. We don't have to go there. And then from my awe of creation, 
I'm having an awe of the God. My awe of God leads me to serve him. Now, as I serve him, I change. Because serving God itself is a refining process. So as I serve him, I become more and more nullified to him. Meaning my initial fear, again, fear meaning, wow. The fear could be like, fear, I'm scared, he's so great, I should listen. But that's not really what you're feeling in this level two fear. It's more like, he's so great, I'm nullified enough to him that I too need to serve him, just as all creation is serving him. And therefore, I do tire And as I'm thinking of his awesomeness, and therefore serving him, and doing Tyra Mitzvah, every Mitzvah refines me and changes me. Every piece of Tyra I learn refines me and changes me. So through all my Tyra Mitzvahs and Tyra Mitzvahs, Tyra Mitzvahs, I become a different person. I become a person much more sensitized to God and much more nullified to God. And after a lot of work on that Tyra Mitzvahs and therefore nullification, 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 I can come to a place of the higher fear. Meaning, I initially gave you a hierarchy. Lower fear, lower love, upper fear, upper love. But the way it's structured in the chapter, we first speak about the two fears, and then we discuss the two loves. But the latter, from the fear to the love, is through the lower fear, I'm inspired to do mitzvahs. Through mitzvahs, I change. I become more and more sensitized to God, more and more nullified to God. And then I could begin to access, and of course it's, it's, a, it's a vast number of ranks within what we're loosely calling the upper fear. Upper fear is embarrassment. Embarrassment, not like I'm embarrassed I did something wrong, but embarrassment meaning in the presence of greatness, I feel embarrassed. I feel humbled. It's a very inner feeling because I'm really relating to God's innerness, meaning now I'm looking at creation with more sensitized eyes. So I'm before, I'm comparing it to my lower fear or level two lower fear where I said, Wow, look at the Milky Way, look at the galaxy, look at look at the solar system, look look at the human body. Look look at how internet works. <laughs> look at whatever you want in this world. There's so much in this world to say, Wow. And then imagine God as a creator. Here I'm looking at all of creation. And again, I could be looking at many, many spiritual levels as well, but we'll just stick to this world. And I'm like, all of this that I see is nullified to the godliness inside of it. I'm looking at a book. I'll make a commercial. I have in front of me a book. It's called The Teeny Tiny Yarmulke. Now, this book exists because there's godliness inside of it. So this book, what I see, the physical pages and binding, is nullified, is only existent because of the godliness inside of it. And the godliness inside of it is completely nullified to God. So everything in the world around me, if I look at it with very sensitized eyes, I could see like masses of moving particles of godly energy. In other words, just like in the physical plane, if I'm looking now at the table, this book is on. Now that table looks very solid. I'm touching it. It's solid. Science would tell me, no, that's not solid. That's masses moving molecules. I don't see that. It's solid. No, it's not. I just don't have the sensitized eyes to see it. So I'm looking at something and I'm like, oh, this is a piece of physicality. No, it's not. It's a piece of physicality completely nullified the godliness inside of it that I don't have the eyes to see. By Mashiach, I will. I'll look at the physical. I'll see the physical. But more dominantly, I'll see the spirituality that energizes it. But now I'm taking it a step beyond that. 
I'm saying, and this spirituality is nullified to God. Everything is nullified to God. Not only is it physical nullified to the spirituality, the spirituality is nullified to God. Like the metaphor that the Rebbe gives here and has given before, we can envision the rays of the sun. Now, on planet Earth, the rays of the sun have enormous significance. They give us warmth and light and heat and energy. They're very big, very powerful. But if I would trace the rays back to the sun, if I trace them all the way back to planet sun, the rays don't exist because the rays are completely nothing vis-a-vis their source, the sun. Now, godliness is always in its source, God. So when I'm looking at the book, what's vivifying it is very significant to it. It's the godliness of the book. But that godliness, in turn, is completely nullified to God that it is nothing in contrast to. So here's me thinking all these deep thoughts and looking around and realizing how everything is nullified to the godliness and all of the godliness is nullified to God. And then I, I think this applies to me too. What's my body? My body is nullified to my spiritual energy. And my spiritual energy is, not, is, is, is nullified, completely nullified, has no existence in contrast to God that's giving the power for that spiritual energy to be. So the more I think about this, the more I think about this, the more I think about this, I come to such a state of absolute nullification of self. Because what am I? I'm in essence godliness, completely, constantly, absolutely nullified to God. That's the higher sphere, which means at that point you're completely nullified. Now, again, to even begin that process, you needed the latter. You need to start off thinking about the world and its majesty, and then extrapolating to the majesty of the Creator. And then being moved, therefore, to serve him. And the service refines you enough to feel nullified enough to be able to think these thoughts in a meaningful way to you personally, to be impacted by your awareness of how everything, yourself included, is completely nullified, has no existence vis-a-vis God. And that's the upper fear. And also, the Rebbe says, as we said before, two levels of love. The lower love and the higher love. The Rebbe begins with a higher love. So the higher love comes, flows directly from the higher fear, meaning the higher love is a gift. It's a gift that one receives when they've totally mastered the higher fear because the higher fear is a state of complete nullification. When you really, really arrive at the higher fear, you are completely nullified. You're so aware of yourself as Body nullification to godly, energy nullification to God. So I'm just an expression of God. That, at that place, I can receive the higher, the higher love. Why can I receive the higher love at that point? Because the higher love is a product of Atsila. It's such a pleasure. You feel godliness. It feels great. It feels godliness. In the world of Atsila, there's nothing but God. So therefore, anyone with any sense of self can't receive this higher love because their sense of self obstructs the love. But a person who's truly mastered the higher fear has no, so to speak, sense of self. Their sense of self is nullification to God. So they are a Kaylee. They are a recipient to receive a love of a level where there's nothing but God. And that's why the higher fear 
would then be followed by the higher love, which is just feeling God and feeling the absolute pleasure of God uh, out of this world, within this world experience. Because it's truly what the souls feel in the Ganadins, in the heavens, but this person can feel it in this world because he so emptied himself out of self. That's the higher love. What's the lower love? The lower love is recognizing. Now, again, the lower love, to put this in the ladder, came after your lower fear and before your upper fear. So I first look at creation. It's amazing. It's inspiring. What's the creator? Wow. I've got to serve him. I also have nullified to him. And I start doing Torah mitzvahs. Now, as I'm doing Torah mitzvahs, we said Torah mitzvahs refine me. So we spoke before how that refinement ultimately leads to enormous nullification of self, which is like a long-term goal. But the easier goal is as you're doing Torah mitzvahs, you're more and more aware that everything is God. And you, let's say you think to yourself, I like pleasure. I'm a human being. But every pleasure I have is transient. The only thing that's eternal is God. And actually, every pleasure I have, ultimately, is coming from God because he's the source of everything. So therefore, why should I chase after the byproducts when I can go straight to the core? I can go straight to the essence pleasure, the eternal pleasure, the source of life, the source of all pleasures, which is God himself. It's like, here I am, I have two choices. Fleeting existence, eternal existence. Hmm, which should I pick? I have pleasure or I have the source of pleasure. Hmm, which should I pick? But this point, the person is saying, I don't want transient pleasure, I want eternal pleasure. I don't want, you know, the byproducts, the residual effects. I want the core energy of all this. I want the core pleasure there is. And what is the core pleasure? God. The person could say, what? You think God is pleasurable? If you if you serve God, then you can't, then you can't, then you must, then you must, then you can't, then you can't, then you must, then you must. That doesn't sound very pleasurable. But it's sort of like a person who would, um, I don't know, eats like chips and fries and chocolate and some candies all day, wakes up late, lounges on a couch, watches TV, and he's looking at someone that like, gets up really early and is very careful with their very healthy diet and they exercise and they're fit and they go to bed early and wake up early and they're like, oh my gosh, what a horrible, miserable life you have. And the person that's getting up early and exercising and eating carefully, healthy, balanced things looks at this other person and says, you have pleasure. I I, I have pleasure. I, I, I'm, I'm there. I have it. I've arrived. So the Jew at this point is thinking, I love Hashem. I love Hashem as, again, this is lower level love. This is still very self-oriented. But I love Hashem as the ultimate source of everything, of anything real, of anything meaningful, of anything pleasurable. That's Him. If I have any desire for any pleasure, any physical pleasure, any spiritual pleasure, why go for physical pleasures? Go for the source. Why go for spiritual pleasures? Go for the source. Go for God Himself. And therefore, this brings a person to have 
tremendous, tremendous desire and love for God. So again, this is how the Rebbe wrote it. And to structure it, you begin with thinking of creation and then extrapolating to the creator, which leads you to fear him enough to serve him, which leads you to realize that he is the ultimate. There's nothing more ultimate than him, and therefore I want him, which is my lower love, which of course inspires me to serve him more and in a more and more impassioned form. All of this service finds me to be sensitized to the absolute nullification of everything, including myself, to God. And when I'm at the space of nullification, this upper fear, I'm granted as a gift the upper love that can only come to a person that has no, is not taking up any space. Any questions? Star six. Yes. Yeah. 